Thank you for tuning in to the Practical Preservation Podcast. Please take a moment to visit our website, practicalpreservationservices.com, for additional information and tips to help you restore your historical home. If you've not done so, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and also like us on Facebook. Welcome to the Practical Preservation Podcast, hosted by Danielle and Jonathan Kepperling. Kepperling Preservation Services is a family-owned business based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, dedicated to the preservation of our built architectural history for today's use as well as future generations. Our weekly podcast provides you with expert advice specific to the unique needs of renovating a historic home, educating by sharing our from-the-trenches preservation knowledge and our guests' expertise, balancing modern needs while maintaining the historical significance, character, and beauty of your period home. Today on the Practical Preservation Podcast, we have Lindsay Bennett with us from Kits Resources, LLC. Thank you for joining us, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit about your background. Um, I am, well, I was, I graduated from Penn State, Alcuna, um, with a business degree um, focusing on management and marketing, and I minored in dance studies. At that time, I thought I was going to open a dance studio of my own, Um, and then I got my um, internship with KIZ Resources, where I work now, and just was a good a good fit for me. Um, I live in central Pennsylvania with my husband and our two kids um, and our dog, and um, just I, I really love helping people, and I think that's why I was attracted to this business because I'm able to meet with a lot of people to do um, a lot of different programs and help them further their businesses. I think that a lot of people fall into their careers kind of that way. They find something that maybe they didn't even think about and and then realize it would be a good, a good fit. So Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about, is it, is it not kits? It's K-I-Z. Yeah, K- okay. our name started from the KIZ program, the Keystone Innovation Zone program, okay. um, was the first program that our company worked with, and it was probably, a, you know, in hindsight's 2020, we probably should have been tax credit resources or something, <laughs> we've worked with a lot more programs than just that program now, but um, yeah, we, um, we, we started in 2006, we had... Okay kind of explored some of the, the programs ahead of that. Um, our firm's based out of an accounting firm and we had clients that were able to start qualifying for these new KIZ tax credits at that time. And no one had really understood that program real well yet. It was brand new. Um, it was a transferable tax credit program. One of the first ones the state did. Um, so my boss, um, the president of our company had done the research and was able to help um, successfully do the first tax credit sale um, in, in the state for the KIZ program. And we just decided, they, they decided to, made sense to kind of explore this, these opportunities and work with other programs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I um, and we'll talk a little bit more about it, but I remember the first time I was at a presentation, I don't know how many years ago it was, 
and I heard them talking about selling them. And I'm like, well, that makes a lot more sense to me because most people don't have this passive income. Like, so yeah, it was like a mind blowing, like, oh, this does make sense now. Yes, so. exactly. So it's like a grant in disguise that way. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. 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 So tell me a little bit about the services that, that you offer since it is more than the, the Keystone. Sure. Absolutely. So like you said, a tax credit, it's different than a tax deduction. So we're not accountants. We don't prepare tax returns. We're not trying to help you get lower taxable income. The tax credits are programs where you're receiving an incentive, a tax credit for doing a particular thing that the state wants to promote or the federal government. There's tax credits for the federal and the tax credit goes dollar for dollar against any tax liability that you actually owe or in the case of many programs for Pennsylvania, it can actually be sold and transferred and you can get cash into your company. So what our company does is we assist with the application process, um, help your, uh, the, the companies providing the information about their company, the materials, their tax returns, whatever it may be. And then we help put piece the application together in the state's formatting um, and get those submitted. And then we assist with the, the compliance follow-up and everything that goes on with the state and also the sale process then for the, for the credits. Right. And then do you, is your geographic area pretty much limited to Pennsylvania? Yeah, we pretty much work um, all through Pennsylvania that we do do a few other um, federal programs when they kind of fit with, you know, especially with a historic pr uh, program, right. um, we'll assist a little bit with the federal programs, but for the most part, we, we just work in Pennsylvania credits. Okay. Okay. So um, talk to me a little bit about the historic preservation tax credit programs, just like the general, sure. how they work and what, what people can, what, what people have to do to qualify for those. Absolutely. So the, the historic tax credits, um, are designed to help developers or businesses um, who are renovating historic um, older buildings and, and they want to encourage them to not, you know, modernize <laughs> these beautiful old buildings. Um, so the program is administered um, federally through the National Park Service. Um, and then also the IRS has a role because of course it's a tax credit program. So you're claiming a credit. Um, and then at the, low, at the state level, it is um, the state historic preservation offices um, in PHMC in, in, in Pennsylvania. Um, and so the, the federal program, um, you couldn't qualify for a 20% tax credit for your qualified expenditures. And the state program is actually 25%, but there are some other limits we'll get into. Okay. Um, in, in general, how to qualify. So the, the building has to be old enough, of course, um, but it, it can't just be an old building. It has to be listed on the National Registry for Historic Places. So it can be individually listed where you have your own little certificate that it's a historic building, um, or it can be a contributing building to a historic it's district. And you verify that by submitting a part one of the application, which just certifies that you are um, in, the, in the district, you're qualifying as a contributing building, meaning it's in the right era um, and it has oh, yeah. features and kind of and things like that. Um, there's some rules with the renovations then, of course, you have to maintain the historical integrity of the building. Um, so you follow the Secretary of the Interior's standards for historic rehabilitation. Um, and there are pages of guidelines on that. Available. There are. <laughs> um, 
So you just, you have to follow all those. You have to, you know, make sure the easements are correct and you're not destroying some of those beautiful features like the you know, gorgeous wooden staircase or um, different things like that. And one of the other things that you do have to, to hit with the program is what they call substantial rehabilitation. So you, um, it has to be at least $5,000, I think, in rehab if it's a building that's already owned. Um, and then, or, or it has to basically, there's a, there's a calculation for it, but basically you have to spend more than the acquisition price. Okay. And, all, and then all of the expenditures count except for acquisition and that in the non-qualifying costs, but all of the actual building construction related costs counts, including architectural stuff. Oh, like the, all the front end stuff, the, the design and the, the design project and planning. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And, um, and you mentioned that this was for developers and businesses. And I think, um, so that's, my understanding is that it needs to be an income producing property. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. So it, it, they do not award credits for, um, an old, you know, a building that's definitely old enough, but maybe it's a, a personal residence, um, that, that doesn't qualify for the tax credit. Um, so it does have to be an income producing and it can be mixed use. I've seen, um, projects that end up having, you know, a loft apartment and then, right. um, you know, businesses underneath, but as long as it's income producing. Yeah. And the state credits, do they follow the same guidelines? Yep, the state program okay. has mimicked their um, their guidelines right the same way. Um, so we're talking about, you know, comparing apples to apples. So if you're going after the federal program, it makes very much sense to just go right after the state program, the state program. as well. And I know when the state the program time. was introduced, it was fairly limited. Is it still fairly limited? It is still limited. Um, the, the, when it was first introduced, they only had $3 million in okay. available in credits um, in I don't remember if it was last year. Yeah, last year, I think it was the first year they, they it had increased it to $5 million okay. available. Um, and I know there's definitely still advocacy. Unfortunately, with the crisis right now, probably not the best time to go to right. just ask for an increase, but um, definitely still advocacy for hope in the future to continue to increase that. Um, I think the appetite in Pennsylvania is way larger than, than right. $5 million, so. Is Right. Is, I... And, and I think it was like the first year there were people like waiting to, to the day that it was, is that still the case that you Absolutely. have to be there waiting? It's, it's still yeah. pretty competitive. Yeah. Um, they, um, they don't necessarily only process them as first come first serve. Okay. They, they are really trying to be fair. The way the state set up the rules for, for Pennsylvania is you, um, they, they want to divide the credits equally across the regions of the state. So right. The, the northeast and southeast, central central Pennsylvania, and then northwest and southwest. Um, so they basically, now that it's five million, each region has a million dollars, and they look at all the projects that are coming in, and they try to fund as many of them as they can. Um, oh, yeah. The maximum credit you can get is 500,000, so there have been rounds where they've prorated. You might have asked for 500,000, but maybe they gave you 200,000 so that they could also um, support a couple other right, right. well and that that does make it more fair across the state that you know like philadelphia or pittsburgh that would have more development going on Absolutely. wouldn't get all the all the money exactly yeah. and if there is a region that doesn't have as much activity in that particular cycle they'll take those credits then and, and divide them again further yeah. um, if there aren't applications, applications. yeah mm -hmm. yep 
Okay. So um, we talked a little bit about it, but explain the credit transfer program then. So how does that work at the after you've gone through the process of getting the of getting yeah. the credits? So you've gone through the lengthy part. Well, the part one's not lengthy. The part two where you're submitting all your pictures and what your plans are, and then you actually complete your project. You submit your part three. You get it audited at the state level. At the federal level, you just submit your part three that goes to um, the National Park Service and get approved. Um, at the state level, there's an audit process as well to get those credits. So you have to go through that and then you get your actual credit certificate. Once you have your credit certificate, that can be used right away against any PA tax liability. Um, for Pennsylvania, those certificates do carry forward for seven years. Um, if you do have you know, tax liability that you're gonna incur year over year, you can certainly use it. You can pass it through to your shareholders if it's a pass-through entity, which most of these um, entities right. that are applying for this are pass-through entity. Um, but if there's not a lot of liability and the, the pass-through process is a little complicated, um, you can sell the tax credit from, from the Pennsylvania level. And we assist with that. So we have buyers that we've lined up um, for many years of doing this that are purchasing these credits pretty much each month throughout the year. And we just try to match, match you up with those buyers and, and try to maximize the purchase price. Um, the state does not match buyers and sellers together. Right. You have to identify somebody on your own or work with a company like ours to, to, to do that. Um, typically, the process takes um, the state about 60 to 90 days to complete. So our, our all process is always to have the buying entity um, escrow those funds um, into an attorney held escrow account so that as soon as the state goes through their process of their compliance review and moves the credits from your account onto the buyer's account, we can get you funds right away. The money's there and secure and we can, we can get it you know, wired out to the, the entity. And that's the same process I'm assuming for the federal also? For the federal program, they're not, not transferable in the same way. Um, okay. the, the federal program, um, the carry forward for federal credit is 20 years. So okay. they have a very long term um, carry forward if you can't use them all right away. Um, the, the only way to move those credits from the, the entity that's doing the main part of the project is to create a separate partnership. It's called syndicating the credit. So you're creating a second partnership with maybe... Um, maybe the tenant of your building um, or, or a large bank who has invested in the building okay. um, that would have a lot of federal PA liability, um, they would be able to take on, take on the credit that way. Um, the state credits are a certificated credit, so it's a, a spot credit where, that you're selling to the buyer where um, on the federal side, it's, it's a syndicated, they, they join a partnership, there's usually an exit strategy for that partnership. Right. Um, and they take that credit over so many years. Oh, over they, the time. Yeah. The, mm -hmm, yeah. the is the state credit um, also on passive income or is that just the federal? Um, just the, 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 federal, um, the federal credit is the one that um, gets applied to um, just the, the, in, like the tax return income. I'm not sure if it's just passive. Okay. I, I thought that it was, but I could, and that could have changed too. Yeah. The, um, the state program, you can use it on whatever your liability any, okay. is. Okay. Okay. Any source of yeah. income. Okay. 
it's complicated. It makes sense that you would you would want to have a specialist to help you. <laughs> yes, there's definitely little nuances to all of these different programs, and, yes. and because I don't work on the federal side as much, that that one's not as familiar to me. Yeah, no, that I understand that. And I, when I was on the website preparing for this, I noticed that you do a lot of different programs. So just talk to me a little bit about you know the the different programs that you sure. other programs that people might might be interested in that you help with. Absolutely. So if you are in the market of doing business or building renovations, there is another Pennsylvania program called the Neighborhood Assistance Enterprise Zone Program. That, that program is actually open right now for applications. Um, so that has designated regions throughout the state that are considered distressed communities, and they um, provide a 25% tax credit to be used against um, for, for the rehab. Uh -oh. <laughs> My little girl came in at the end here. Um, one second, honey. Um, the rehab of the building, so 25% of all the project six expenses. Eyes, okay. That's, um, and then um, is that, that's a state program? Yes, that is a state program and, and it works the same way and it is transferable. Um, we also work with programs for small businesses, startup companies called the Keystone Innovation Zone program where we got our name um, <laughs> that is looking, helping um, small businesses to grow and it looks at their year over year gross revenue increases and you can get a 50% tax credit up to $100,000 per year um, for that program. And we also work with research and development tax credits. Um, we do work with some nonprofit organizations as well that have some, some funding through the neighborhood assistance program as well. So there's a lot of different things going on in the state depending yes. on your industry. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. So um, I, from your, your, uh, you know, your, your narrow uh, vantage point, do you see any trends or challenges in preservation or in, in the space that, that you, um, have, you know, that you're paying attention to? Sure. Right now, there's just, of course, a lot of uncertainty um, in general with uh, the, the current crisis. Um, the state has begun to open some of their regular application cycles um, for the majority of programs. Um, the one that hasn't opened yet is the Historic Preservation okay. Program for um, for Pennsylvania. Um, so we're encouraging people to reach out to your legislators if any of these programs are important to you and just let them know how important they are, especially as they're going to be having some very difficult budget decisions yeah. to make come November, um, just to let them know any of the programs that you that are important to you. Um, they, they do want to hear from their constituents or somebody from their office will take those calls and letters and, and kind of make a note of, you know, what programs are really working for people and, and right. it's just an important time to kind of really be involved. And, and yeah, and at least from a preservation standpoint, the job creation from the from the preservation tax credits, it, you know, is beneficial to, to local economies. Absolutely, absolutely. So these are projects that are happen, helping put people back to work and that right. is something that we desperately need right now and bringing new businesses. 
Yeah, definitely. So is there, I don't know if you have anything that you wanted to promote. Do you have any seminars or anything else coming out? We do. We do. So one of the things that I do a lot through each summer, and usually I'm doing them in person, but right yeah. now we're doing them all through Zoom, of course, which is okay. Um, we do do seminars quite a bit. So okay. we are doing um, two different ones on the 29th. One is with the Williamsport IMC. Um, and then we're doing one with the URA also on the 29th. I think the Williamsport one is at 1130 and the IMC one or the URA one is um, at one. And then we're doing another one with um, the Altoona ABCD Corp um, and I-99 zone on the 30th. Um, and then we'll be, <laughs> we'll be doing some additional things. So if you just like us on Facebook and everything, okay, we'll be able to um, have our, our times and everything there. Uh, yes. Yeah. And um, is there any, I know you said about Facebook, is there any other way to contact you? Yes, we have uh, Facebook, we have LinkedIn. Um, you can, we're in the process of updating our website, but www.kizresources.com. You can contact us by phone or email. Um, however you need to, to get us. Okay, very good. I, 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 I think that we have, we have used our allotted time with, with your children's patients. And, and it is very okay. I had a meeting last week. They found me. Yeah, I had a meeting last week at, um, at the, um, the, um, uh, the man that I was meeting with, he was like, my kids are in the car. They have their iPads. If you hear screaming, that's what's going on. I'm like, at least you're not making your wife do everything. <laughs> I can handle that. So I, everybody, everybody's kind of struggling with their balances right now. Yes. So I completely it's been, understand. It's been yeah. fun and a blessing to be home with them. Oh yeah. There's definitely their challenges as well. But yeah. yeah. So very good. Well, thank you so much for for um, spending some time with me this morning. I feel like I understand the programs a little bit better. Great. Thank you so much for having me and doing this. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Practical Preservation Podcast. The resources discussed during this episode are on our website at practicalpreservationservices.com forward slash podcast. If you received value from this episode and know someone else that will get value from it as well, please share it with them. Join us next week for another episode of the Practical Preservation Podcast. For more information on restoring your historic home, visit practicalpreservationservices.com.